And I vividly remember looking around the room at all the other competitors, and I saw the Samoan lifter in my category laying on the ground so casually with a blanket on, basically ready to have a sleep. And I remember looking on being so confused, thinking, what is this bloke doing? Almost ready to have a nap mid-competition, while I'm there sitting there with a bottle of Gatorade, coconut water, snakes, coffee. I had the whole lot ready to go. Upon reflection, it started to make sense as to why he was remaining so calm at this point. Welcome to the Waiting Game Podcast, a podcast where I attempt to bring more dialogue into the world of Olympic weightlifting and share my experiences and perspectives in the sport and resistance training in general. It was a perspective I wish was more accessible during my earlier years of training, so here is my attempt to bring that value to those who may be seeking it. Welcome everyone to episode 19 of the Waiting Game Podcast. I'm Brandon Wakeling, Olympian and multiple time representative at the Commonwealth Games. And for this episode, if you've read the title, I'll be talking on the topic of competition. Well, more so the aspect of being a competitor. So whether you call it an art, a science, the X's and O's behind it. It's something on paper, since reflecting back on the AWF statistics, I seem to not do too bad at, as I currently have a 77% lifts made to miss ratio. And through this time, I've been reflecting on whether competing is an actual skill with specific things that I've learnt along the way to help me get better in becoming a better competitor, or is it simply something that requires experience to get better at? I believe if we're talking experience and skill on a spectrum when it comes to competing, I would say it somewhere lies between the middle of the two, although the experience then gives you the lessons to gain the skills. So I guess I'll probably veer towards the experience part, Although there are definitely some skills that I've learned through my experience that if I had learned before experiencing those things would have helped. So what I'm going to do is go over three things that I've learned so far over my weightlifting career that I've then adopted through experience to then become a better competitor. And then after I touch on these three things, I'm going to talk about the value that experience through competition gives in weightlifting. The first thing I'm going to talk about is not getting overly emotionally charged after the snatch so I'm talking whether that's excitement disappointment or just energy in particular after a certain snatch result this is all purely from a energy conservation point of view and trying to minimize the risk of having a crash in adrenaline after getting too caught up in what had just happened in the snatch and this refers to a good and bad result in the snatch I'll give a couple examples Going back to 2017 at the Commonwealth Championships where I had just hit a huge comp PB in the snatch at 125 kilos weighing 69 kilos body weight at the time. After I'd hit this snatch I was ecstatic backstage and was on a huge high from it. As I was on this high from the snatch, maybe 10 minutes had passed afterwards after obviously talking with my coaches, the snatch section had finished and I vividly remember looking around the room at all the other competitors and I saw the Samoan lifter in my category laying on the ground so casually with a blanket on, basically ready to have a sleep. And I remember looking on being so confused, thinking, what is this bloke doing? Almost ready to have a nap mid-competition. While I'm there sitting there with a bottle of Gatorade, coconut water, snakes, coffee, I had the whole lot ready to go. 
Upon reflection, it started to make sense as to why he was remaining so calm at this point. As we went into the clean and jerk sometime later, I barely scraped together what I needed here. Luckily enough, after missing my second attempt at my goal weight for this competition, actually missing the clean, which I had not done in competition for a while, I had gotten the last attempt, actually injuring myself in the process, and I put all this down to having run my race too early, getting way too worked up after the snatch, and then having what you would call an adrenaline dump heading into the clean and jerk. Note that this feeling can still be noticeable just due to normal comp nerves. As much as you try to regulate yourself, it's all just part of the game. You'd much rather have these nerves than not. Plus, things such as eating very high GI carbs, such as sugar-heavy lollies, or something of that sort, this can also give you a heavy sugar crash if you overdo it and aren't too careful. But I digress. Back on track for the second thing that I've learnt that has helped me compete, I would say, better than before I'd learnt this. And that is not focusing too heavily on what others are doing in the warm-up room. So this was another lesson I learned literally 12 days after that comp I just spoke about being the 2017 comp champs. This was when I flew to Turkmenistan and competed just under two weeks after this previous competition. And this was actually my first taste of an international competition that wasn't domestic. And it was a huge step up for me. This event in Turkmenistan was called the Asian Indoor and Martial Arts Games and they invited Australia as a guest country to compete. This is an event that I would still be gobsmacked over even if I were to take part in it now after all my competition experience. Just for perspective, compared to the Rio Olympics that was the year prior to this event, Turkmenistan spent more than double Rio did on the Olympics on this event spending over $5 billion on the event. And that's US, by the way. Another quick fun fact about this event. After not being able to bring home a single medal at the Rio Olympics, Turkmenistan managed to take home 226 medals at this event. Bizarre is the only way that I can put it. I could literally do a whole episode on this event alone in this country, but I digress. What I was trying to refer to in this lesson, which I guess plays a part in what I just spoke about, was focusing on what other lifters in the warm-up room are doing, to the detriment of my own performance. In this example, I was warming up next to Dostin Yokubov, who is a 5'2 Uzbekistani lifter whose best lifts that I've seen online are 145 in the snatch and 195 in the clean and jerk. So a lot more than me. And I can't remember what his numbers were in this specific competition, but it was enough to have completely thrown me off. My best clean and jerk around this time of the event was 165 kilos, and I obviously witnessed him easily surpass this in the warm-up room, but I also remember him specifically using that weight, 165 kilos, as a weight for him to keep warm in between attempts and when he found himself waiting around too long. For me to even know this information just means that I wasn't paying enough attention in my own warm-up, and it showed my performance on the platform where I severely underperformed. I was not only consumed by a witness, his warm-up, but also lifters from the likes of China, Saudi Arabia, and Turkmenistan who were lifting very impressive weights. The moral of the story that I learnt in this experience was, in weightlifting, it's not a matter of you versus someone else, but more a matter of you versus yourself. And you run your own race and don't buy into what is happening around you, and you'll be way better off. The third and last lesson that I'll go over for this episode is 
not having a preconceived expectation of how the run-through of the comp will go. I'm not talking purely of the lifts that you think you'll make. I'm talking more about the warm-up, coach interactions, attempt selection, and somewhat a broad scope of the competition. What I've come to learn over the years of competition is that you need to be ready for anything. This is especially in reference to when you're at a different club, venue, or country, you have a different coach warming you up, or your coach may not be present there at all, or you have a medal at stake. Of course, you'll have your certain ways you'd like to be warmed up to make you feel the most comfortable and keep you in routine, but that unfortunately is not the reality of competition, and is more so the purpose of competition, that it exposes you to that degree, especially as you progress in levels of different competitions. I was very much this way in my earlier days of competition, and become very set in my ways, and was somewhat naturally uncomfortable when the circumstances changed. It wasn't until going through some interesting competitions that had a lot of curveballs that had helped me prepare for the later ones, such as at the Commonwealth Games in 2018, where I had four coaches at one time backstage, when I once lifted while having food poisoning, having to wait over 35 minutes in between attempts at the recent Commonwealth Games, intrusive cameramen literally standing on my platform while I warmed up, same with opposing coaches that would purposely stand in front of my warm-up platform in an attempt to put me off in my own warm-up, missing my last warm-up attempt minutes before going on for my opener at big international events, lifting in over 35-degree warm-up rooms with no air conditioning, having coaches use coaching cues in competition that I'd never even heard in training before, forgetting equipment, undershirts, etc. that I would usually wear in competition. The list can go on. What these unique experiences have taught me is that when I head into competition now, I need to be mentally prepared for whatever, and whatever I think is going to be a silky smooth road to warming up to my attempts is not going to go the way that I think it's going to go, and I need to be ready for that. And as much as that can be deemed a skill or more of a frame of mind heading in, as I touched on at the start of the episode, it's very hard to particularly think of competing as a skill as experience certainly plays a huge role, which is what I'll finish on touching on here before I end the episode. Now, as much as you try to learn about methods that will help you in competing that are practical, like I've just tried to share with you through my experiences, whether that's for you, you have your own methods like down or up regulating or other processes that affect your body's state, there's no better teacher than experience. As much as there are practical skills that you can take on board for competition, just as the ones that I spoke about, as they definitely may help, everyone is going to have their own unique experiences, fail, succeed, and become better off because of it. That's the whole point of putting yourself out there in a weightlifting competition setting. It's liberating to do something as daunting and exposing as a weightlifting competition as that is the intention of it. Sometimes the best thing you can do is just surrender yourself to the process of testing yourself and become exposed and accept those extreme experiences of failure, disappointment, success and satisfaction. That I feel is the best way to learn and I have found in every avenue, even outside of weightlifting, just jumping in, doing something, seeing what happens and then extracting lessons from that experience, especially in weightlifting as the variability that someone is exposed to in competition really does vary by the person and with that last note i think i will end there so thank you to everyone that does listen to the podcast as always i appreciate everyone that listens tune in next week for episode 20 i'll talk to you all then